mercy, they decided, let's just leave it that way. There's only one God. We call the Father God, the Son God, the Holy Spirit God, and the three separate persons, but just leave it. Don't, don't pull it all together. What forced, after the Apostolic Fathers, uh, then came the early Church Fathers, Irenaeus, Justin Martyr, Shepherd of Hermes, Tertullian, Benagoras, okay? And it was, it, these guys were the pupils of the Apostolic Fathers, and then their pupils after them had to take a stand. Because by that time, by the early 200s AD, you already had heretics like Arius, the forerunner of the Jehovah's Witnesses, okay, teaching that Jesus was a lesser God and was the first thing that God created and then Jesus created everything else. So what did the church leaders say? Oh no, somebody tried to pull all those doctrines together and now they're promoting heresy saying that Jesus is a lesser God. We are now forced into a corner where we have to get together, study the scriptures, and pull these different teachings together into one systematic whole that is biblical. And what they ended up coming up with was the doctrine of the Trinity, which says that there's only one God, but this one God exists throughout all eternity as three equal persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, they also came up with some other doctrines, the doctrine of the kenosis, the hypostatic union. We don't have time to, to get into those. Um, but basically, we have to keep in mind when, when one is Pentecostals or Jesus or the Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or people try to act like, well, Dr. Tree didn't come into existence until, you know, 300 A.D., we need to remind them all the basic doctrines that went into the one doctrine, the Trinity, were there right from the start. It's just that nobody had, had the guts to pull them together for fear that they might come up with a heresy. But when the heretics came on the scene, then the godly men had to get together and say, okay, now it's time we were pushed into a corner. We have to spell out what exactly this doctrine is here. Okay? Um, but uh, uh, as far as baptismal regeneration, let me just say something about that. You know, they teach that Unless you're uh, water baptized, you have to get water baptized to be born again. Uh, yet in Acts chapter 10, uh, in Acts chapter 11, we find out that Cornelius was saved and spoke in tongues before he was baptized. Okay? So the scripture said that when he heard Peter, he was saved. He spoke in tongues as evidence of being saved and baptized with the Holy Spirit, satisfied our Pentecostal brothers. Um, but the fact of the matter was, he wasn't even baptized yet. And they said, well, this guy received the Spirit just like we did. Who are we Jews to keep this Gentile uh, from getting water baptized? And, and so they uh, baptized him in water. Um, in reality, Water baptism does not say that it's symbolic of spirit baptism. John the Baptist said, look, I baptize in water, but the one coming after me baptizes with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And our Pentecostal brothers like to say, I'm not talking about the oneness Pentecostals, but the Pentecostals who believe in the Trinity, they like to say, I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire, brother. 
I hope not. In fact, it's impossible to be baptized with both the Holy Spirit and the fire. Because John the Baptist, in, in Matthew 3, verse 12, he explains what he means. God takes out his linen for it and gathers together, he, he takes the uh, wheat and throws it up against the, the wind, which blows the chaff into a separate pile. So you got a pile of wheat. And God gathers that into the barn. You're baptized with the Holy Spirit. You're saved. The chaff burns up with unquenchable fire. Baptism with fire means the eternal flames of hell. In other words, Jesus is going to divide people into two camps. Those who are spirit baptized by him, who are saved by him, and, and those who get immersed in fire because they reject him. Um, but spirit baptism saves, water baptism is symbolic. Just like in Romans 2, 28, 29, the Apostle Paul says that a true Jew is not one who is circumcised outwardly of the flesh, but one who is circumcised inwardly of the heart. And it's the same with water baptism. That if you truly are baptized, you're baptized inwardly in the heart. It's, it's not just some outward ritual you went through with water. Okay, now we do get water baptized out of obedience to the Lord's command, but it's an outward sign of the inward cleansing that has already taken place when we accepted Jesus as Savior. Uh, Titus 3, 4, 7 talks about the inward cleansing uh, of re regeneration. And Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 <clears throat> tells us that we are in Christ when we hear the gospel message and accept it. Not when you hear the gospel message accepted and then get baptized, then you're in Christ. No, you're in Christ before you even get water baptized. So we need to speak the truth in love with our uh, one is Pentecostal, Jesus only friends. Uh, but the scriptures are real clear. Uh, we can agree with them that there's only one God. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. But where we need to disagree is they claim that they're all one person. The Bible very clearly teaches that the one true God is a triune God. The one true God is three equal, the eternal persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, uh, anybody uh, at the time? What's that? Until, okay. So, uh, if you want to stay and ask a few questions, I'll, I'll hang around, but uh, uh, other than that, have a nice day. God bless you. I called the, uh, the Casey, Casey Treat, a type I call the hyper-Pentecostals that are so heretical, I doubt that the leaders are saved, and um, it probably are a lot of saved people who attend the churches. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, so you've got the, uh, the hyper-Pentecostals, then you've got the Pentecostals who are more sound in their doctrine, and are good believers, and then you have the oneness Pentecostals, who through their legalism and denial of the Trinity place themselves outside of true biblical Christianity. Well, how about the assembly of God? 
assemblies of God are, are assemblies of God have taken a stand against one is Pentecostalism. Now, having said that, they're now starting to embrace people like T.D. Jakes, and who's the one is Pentecostal. And um, so we got to watch that closely. But for the most part, the assemblies tend to be either just the, the good Pentecostals, and some of their pastors go into the heretical hyper-Pentecostal camp, but they tend to be... Uh, I thought they were pretty close. Yeah. But they, they get caught up in the Benny Hinn stuff. Well, a, a lot of them from their pulpit speak out against the Benny Hinn type stuff. But, um, because it's bringing in the multitudes, oh, yeah. a lot of times they'll compromise, and, and we've got to really discourage them from that. And, uh,